Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Via Facebook Live, YouTube, MountCalvaryChurch.life. We welcome you into the house of the Lord. Psalm 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. Eternal God, our Father, we come on this day to exalt, extol, and magnify your name. We, your people, love you. We bless your name. You who are the creator of heaven and earth. Father God, you have kept us from one week to another. Now, I don't know what we had to endure during that process, Father God, but you know it all because you are the author and finisher of our faith. There is nothing too hard for you. There is nothing impossible with you. So, Father God, we ask right now in the name of Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son, who you sent into the world to save the world from sin, we ask, Father God, right now that you would heal broken hearts, that you would set captives free today, that you would grace each and every one your peace, Father God, that surpasses all understanding that will put a fortress around hearts, Father God, and around minds, Father God. As you renew minds, Father God, minds that have just went somewhere, Father God, that people thought that they were going crazy, Father God. But you have restored minds, Father God. And we say that Nobody could do it but you, oh God. So you who are the author and finisher of our, of our faith, we come to worship you today. We come to extol you today. We come to bless and lift up your name because you are the only wise, eternal, immortal God. We bless your name and we thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord, saints. That's a command. So come on, open up your mouth and praise the name of Jesus. Come on and praise the name of Jesus with your hands and with your mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times. In good times, in bad times, I will bless the Lord at all times. Not when I feel like it, but I will bless the Lord at all times. And it's praises. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises 
shall continually be in my mouth. Shall continually be in my mouth every day of the week. Hallelujah. Come on, open up your mouth and bless the name of the Lord in this place today. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. Come on, tap in. Oh, he's worthy to be praised. Push past your limits. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. He brought us to another Sunday. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! He's worthy. And we can depend on God, can we? We can depend on him to see us through anything and everything. He's a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A little simple song. You can sing it with us, okay? You might know it. It says, I can depend on God through the storm, through the rain. Through the sickness, through the pain, I can depend on God. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Right here. I can depend on God. 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 Oh, say through the storm, through the storm, through the rain, through the rain, through the sickness, through the pain, and the pain, through the storm, through the storm, through the rain, through the rain, through the sickness, through the sickness, and the pain, and the pain. I can depend. I can depend. I can depend. Depend. I can depend right here. Oh, God. Everybody clap your hands. Yeah. Hey. I can depend on God. 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 I can depend on God.
can depend on God. I 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 can depend on God. Say through the storm, through the storm, through the rain, through the rain, through the sickness, through the pain, through the storm, through the storm. Through the 
refuge and depend on Jesus. He's our refuge and strength in a time of trouble. If you can depend on him, what does it look like if you can depend on him? If you can depend on him, what does it look like? Thank you, Jesus. That's what it looks like. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being a leaning post. Thank you for being a good shepherd. Thank you for never leaving or forsaking me. Thank you for never letting me die when I should have died. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody grateful you have a God you can depend on? A God who can do anything but fail. What a wonderful Savior he is. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Blessed be God who has indeed blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And then has seated us in those heavenly places right where those spiritual blessings are. You may be seated. Um, Brother Sandra for Brother Sean, is it, uh, is it just me or is it real stuffy in here? It's, okay, can we, thank you. Thank you all. <clears throat> well, welcome everybody who has come to worship inside the building. Those who are here, we're so glad you're here. Whether you are a member of the Mount Calvary Church or not, uh, if you're visiting, we're glad that you have chosen to worship with us. We don't take that lightly. We are so glad uh, that we can see you, even if only behind a mask. We're just glad you're here. Also, welcome to those who are worshiping with us virtually this morning, those who are worshiping online. We are glad that you've chosen to join us. We're grateful for the technology that allows us to be together virtually while we're in these difficult times in this pandemic that is still going on. And we're grateful for the people behind the technology who make it possible for us to come together every week virtually. Welcome to you. Let me make a few observations at this point in the worship experience. I do want to let you know, uh, for those that didn't, one of our members, Brother Eddie Williams, um, that's Brother Percy Williams' brother, he passed um, two weeks ago, and, uh, and he was funeralized this past week. Would you please um, keep Brother Percy and, uh, and their entire family in your prayers? Um, also keep Sister Ella Williams in your prayers. Uh, you know, she has been going through some health challenges lately. Uh, she did have to have surgery this past week, uh, but she had it and came out with flying colors, and, uh, and we're grateful to God, but please keep her in your prayers, would you? Um, I'll do that in just a moment. You all know that, uh, that the Ohio, or you may not, if you don't, you, you're about to. The Ohio Baptist General Convention uh, is going to be in Dayton in October. The plan is to have a hybrid uh, convention, a, a hybrid annual session. We will be both live and virtual um, 
in October, the week of October the 10th. Uh, but I want to make you aware that on October the 12th at 6.30 p.m., uh, we will be hosting the presidential banquet. Uh, and it will be at Mount Enon Baptist Church, October 12th at 6.30 p.m. The tickets are $50 for adults, $25 for children under 10. Um, and as it is the presidential banquet and your pastor is the president, um, certainly I would... Uh, I would greatly appreciate and I would love to have Mount Calvary's full support. Our, um, our speaker for that evening is going to be Dr. Jack Thomas, who is the new president of Central State University, um, Ohio Baptist General and Central State. Uh, we pray and hope are about to get into some real partnership. Uh, we want to, we, we feel like uh, it is our duty as the oldest and largest black Baptist organization in the entire state that we would support uh, this state's only public HBCU, and that is the Central State University. Um, if you want tickets, you can call the church office, and um, we will be glad to serve you. But would you please put that on your calendar, October 12th at 6.30. We do have a couple of cards of thanks. Uh, thank you for the love and support you have shown me as I've grown up. Your gift meant the world to me, and I can't wait to make you proud with my future endeavors. And that comes from Kaylin Scott, who uh, just went off to college. Uh, but also, there is a card. Um, Pastor, Sam, Pastor Samuel N. and Lady Chanel Winston Jr. and Mount Calvary Church family for everything you've done, for being the special people that you are. Thank you so very much. It comes with sincere appreciation from the family of Louise Lois Veal, Barry and Rosalind Wilson, Phyllis Van Hoff, Candace Hawkins, and Darren Veal. Let's continue to keep them in our prayers. Also, wish, with special thanks, this extra special thank you note sent to you today holds more appreciation than any words can say for, you've, for you're among the nicest people I've ever known, and you'll never be forgotten for the thoughtfulness you've shown. Thanks for everything that is from the family of Dorothy J. Gist. Uh, let me say just a couple of words about um, where we are in relation uh, to the pandemic and what's going on. Uh, around us. Again, let me thank you for your cooperation, those who are coming to worship in person. Thank you for your cooperation with the, uh, with the ushers and with Kingdom Force. Thank you for uh, signing in without hassle. Uh, thank you for sitting where you're seated by the ushers. Thank you for, um, for social distancing by household. These are things that are helping us to be able to remain um, open you know, to keep the building open. Um, when we opened back up in uh, on Resurrection Sunday of this year, uh, we were in the red then uh, in Montgomery County, um, and so I'm, it doesn't necessarily scare me that the uh, that we're back in the red. It just means that we have to do what we have to do, right? Um, and so I would ask that you would continue uh, when you're when you're in the building, keep your mask on. Um, when you're when you're when the usher gives you a seat, just sit there, whether it's your uh, regular seat or not. Uh, please continue to sign in. If you're sick, stay home. Right? Um, that that will help us to be able to continue to leave the doors open, so that those who want to come and worship in person can continue to do so um, 
healthily, all right? Uh, there are those among us who, who have tested positive. Uh, Miss Valerie hasn't been here for a couple weeks. She, um, she informed me um, last week that, um, that her baby, Kira, had, uh, had tested positive, and, um, and, and they were trying to get her fever under control and all that. Um, there are those in the family who have been uh, affected by this new strain. And um, here's the good news. God is still in charge. God is still in charge, right? He knows what the doctors don't. He knows what the scientists don't. And he can do something about it, right? And so we do what we know to do, and that's call on his name. All right. Can we take just a moment and uh, and pray for all of those who are affected, and uh, and and let's let God do what He does. All right, Father, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity to be together. We don't take it for granted. We thank you for this opportunity just to come together with the saints, whether in person or virtually. We thank you, Lord. We thank you because you have brought us thus far. You're the only reason that we're sitting here right now, and we give you praise. You've kept us by your grace and your mercy, Lord. Thank you for watching over us and protecting us. Thank you for protecting us from all hurt, harm, and danger. Lord, we give you praise for your hedge of protection around us and around our families. We thank you, Lord, because no matter what's going on, you're still in charge. You're bigger than COVID-19. You're bigger than the Delta variant. You know what the doctors don't know. You know what the scientists and the researchers don't know. And you know how to do something about it. So we're asking, Father, we're asking for your healing. We're asking for your protection, Lord. We trust you. We just need grace so that we can trust you more. You said when we call, you would answer. And so we're doing what we know to do. We call on your mighty and your powerful name. Father, we still ask that you would bring this pandemic to a close because we know that at your word, it will cease. All you've got to do is say stop, and it has to. We pray what we know, and we know, God, that we are the healed of the Lord. That's what we pray, God, and we believe you, and we thank you in advance. We thank you right now. We bless your name, Lord. Before we can see an end, we thank you for it. Before we can see an end, we thank you for it. Before the battle is over, we shout now in Jesus' name and for your glory alone. Let all the saints agree together. Amen. Amen. So be it. So listen, don't stop praying, saints. Do not stop praying. Somebody said to me, I got a little offended. Um, they said, well, what we need is the church to come together to pray, right? And um, I called the church together for fasting and prayer last March, right? We did what the Lord instructed, but the Lord saw fit to allow this to continue. We're not ready for that conversation. What do you do when you pray and you ask him and he's got another plan? And so what we do is we ask him, Lord, help us to hold out then until the change comes, until we see what we know. Because what we do know is just like it had a starting point, 
it's got an end point. But don't give up, all right? Keep praying what you know. Keep praying what you know. All right? Good. All right. Okay. Let's, uh, let's continue in our worship. The music ministry is going to come and lead us further in worship. And then we are going back to Revelation chapter 2. Back to Revelation chapter 2. God bless you.
So I'm going to take the time to glorify the Lord today while I live and have my being. Bless the name of the Lord. Revelation chapter 2, starting at verse 8. Is there, are these bulbs out right here? They are out? Okay. Revelation chapter 2, starting at verse 8. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Holy Bible. Here's what it says. And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna, write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say, which say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried. And ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death. And I will give thee a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Verses 8 through 11 of Revelation chapter 2. There's so much in this letter. You may be seated. Last week we started looking... At the, at the letters sent to the seven churches which are in Asia Minor, what is modern-day Turkey. These letters were shown, were shown to John, dictated to John, if you will, the last surviving apostle, who's now an old man, 
banished to the Isle of Patmos for his refusal to deny Jesus, for his refusal to claim, there we go, thank you, for his refusal to claim another God, for his refusal to abandon the gospel of Jesus Christ. It was indeed common for Rome to banish prisoners to a small island where often they would be forced into slave labor. It was there on the Isle of Patmos that the Lord Jesus reveals himself to John and instructs him, instructs him to write what he is shown. And the Lord proceeds to give John specific letters to each one of the churches. And last week, we looked at the letter to the church at Ephesus, to the Ephesian church, that church that was busy doing the work of the Lord, so busy, in fact, that they had left their first love. So busy working for the Lord that they forgot to worship the Lord. They got too busy to love him with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And now we've come to the second of these letters, the letter to the church at Smyrna. And I'll say again, these letters were written specifically to those churches mentioned in the text, but prophetically, practically, and personally, they apply to the universal church for all time, that is, to all of us. There is a word for the church of 2021, for the church at Dayton, for the church at Mount Calvary. Right? Each of these letters to these seven churches contains these words. Whoever has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. So you allow me a little bit of time. Let's just slow walk our way through this short letter. Just like the Ephesian letter, Jesus addresses this letter to the angel of the church, to the messenger, to the one sent with the message from the Lord, to the pastor who is the God-ordained, God-sent leader of the church at Smyrna, and he is to relay it as given to the angel of the church at Smyrna. Smyrna, a rich city at the time, made so because of its booming trade and commercial roots. Smyrna was hostile to Christians, though, mainly because it has a propensity towards emperor worship. They didn't just reverence the Roman leader. They worshipped him. Um, at one point, they had been known for uh, their, there was a street that ran through Smyrna called Gold Street. And on Gold Street, there was all these temples to these Roman gods, Aphrodite, what well, supposed gods, uh, Aphrodite and Apollo and Zeus and all them. In fact, Smyrna was the first city to ever erect a, uh, a temple to the goddess Roma, the, 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 uh, the supposed goddess of Rome, Roma. Uh, the spiritual symbol of the Roman Empire. That's how loyal they were to Rome. Uh, they were so loyal that it wasn't a big step for them to be the first city to build a temple to one of the Roman emperors, Tiberius Caesar. But it was Domitian, another Roman emperor that came along who actually made it illegal not to worship him. Citizens of, Smy of Smyrna, once a year, they'd have to burn incense and declare with their mouths, Domitian is Lord. 
emperor worship. That's what it was known for. And it is into this environment. It's to the saints in this situation, in this persecution, because they weren't doing it, right? The church of Jesus Christ was standing up for Jesus Christ, and they were not burning the incense to uh, to Domitian. And they were not saying Domitian is Lord, because they knew there was only one Lord, and that was Jesus Christ. And Jesus writes to them in this demonic culture, and Jesus addresses this letter through John and he starts out by identifying himself these things saith the first and the last the one who was dead and now lives we could really stop right there uh, just at Jesus identification of himself the first and the last this isn't the first time we've seen this back in chapter 1 when he revealed himself to John in the first place Uh, as a matter of fact uh, he said I am alpha and Omega. Uh, Even back in the Old Testament, he told the prophet Isaiah, I'm the first and I'm the last. Apart from me, there is no God. Then he says it again over in uh, chapter 48, verse 12, I'm the first and the last. I laid the foundations of the earth. My right hand spread out the heavens. In other words, it all started with me and it will all end with me. I created everything in the beginning and I will judge everything in the end I'm the author and the finisher I am from everlasting to everlasting I got it started and at the appointed time I'm going to wrap it all up but not only that not only am I the first and the last not only did it start with me and will end with me but I'm the only one who was dead but now I'm alive I'm the one who was crucified died and buried but who rose with all power in my hands I'm the one that death couldn't hold I'm the one who died to save you but who rose to justify you he's the one who died for our sins but lives to make intercession for us died to purchase salvation but lives to apply that salvation to us I am he who was dead but I'm the same one who is victorious over death I told you we could stop right there and rest a while is there anybody in here who is grateful that we serve a risen savior who's in the world today I know he's living whatever men may say I see his hand of mercy and I hear his voice of cheer and just the time I need him he's always near he lives I tell you he lives Christ Jesus lives today he walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way he lives salvation to impart you ask me how I know he lives he lives within my heart now it is quite on purpose that he identifies himself to Smyrna to the Smyrna church like this as we will see shortly he needs to remind them that he has conquered death hell and the grave he reminds them on purpose that he is victorious over death because of what they're going through and because of what they will endure he says to the church I know your works 
I know your tribulation. I know your poverty. I know the blasphemy that's going on around you. He is saying, I know what you've been working up against. I know that you continue in kingdom work in spite of your circumstance. I know you've been holding it down, even though you're going through it. I know you've had tribulation. That word tribulation there literally means pressing. He says, I see the pressure you've been under. I see the poverty, even though you're actually rich. Poverty by the world's standards, but rich because you're blessed with what the world can't see. Listen, I recognize that this was written to the Smyrna Missionary Baptist Church, but I have a sneaking suspicion that right here, right now, in 2021, there are those who are in this sanctuary, there are those who are watching us on social media or via the internet who are feeling the same way that the Smyrna church felt. Oh, you may not be being persecuted by the Roman authorities, but there are those right now who feel like you've been trying to do kingdom work, trying to live right, trying to walk holy, trying to walk this thing out, serving the Lord, working for the master, but at the same time, I'm overwhelmed by the pressures of life the family pressure financial pressure COVID pressure job pressures health pressure the pressure of impending war the pressure of being restricted because of a, a virus we can't see. Emotional pressure. Don't raise your hand, but just maybe you came in this morning. Maybe you tuned in this morning feeling that tribulation pressing on every side. Oppressed and afflicted and distressed. Well, Jesus is saying to you, I haven't turned my back. I haven't closed my eyes. I haven't shut my ears. I know. I know every pressure. I know every pain. I know every disappointment. As a matter of fact, the Bible says not only does he know, but he is touched by the feeling of our infirmities. I know your works. I know your tribulation. He says, I know your poverty. That word poverty carries with it the sense of being left with nothing, but not just being left with nothing, being left with nothing because someone came and stole your stuff. It refers to a spoiling. You know, when you go to war and the winner takes all. And let me just parenthetically speak to those who feel like you got nothing because you feel like the enemy has plundered everything you had plundered your home plundered your marriage plundered your finances plundered what you thought was secure stole your joy, stole your peace stole your children, stole those seeds that you thought you were sowing in good ground you may think that you're in poverty but I've got some news for you Jesus said but you are rich you're rich because you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You are rich because God has given you everything that you need that pertains to life and godliness. You are rich because the devil could only take what God allowed him to take in the first place. And the truth is all things work together for good to them who love God and are the called according to his purpose. You are rich because your daddy is rich. The gold is his, the silver is his, the 
cattle on a thousand hills is his. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein and everything he has, you have access to it. You are rich because you have what money can't buy. A joy that goes beyond your circumstance. A peace that cannot be touched. A salvation that cannot be touched. You are rich because you have a perfect inheritance that can never fade, never spoil, and will never perish. You are rich because you have a mansion in your father's house. A building from God, eternal in the heavens, that man didn't build and man can't take away. That's why Jesus says don't fear fear none of the things that you're going to go through now I don't want to get in trouble here but I notice in this letter to the church at Smyrna I notice what Jesus doesn't say and if we were dictating this letter in the modern day church particularly in our setting, particularly uh, among we charismatic Baptocostals, we wouldn't even think it was from Jesus. <laughs> because he does not say anything in this letter about rebuking the trouble that you're about to face. I don't write this stuff, I just report it. He doesn't tell them just speak to it and tell it to get out of the way. He doesn't tell them that they can praise their way out of it. He doesn't tell them that they can sow a seed offering to avoid it. He doesn't tell them to get in line and have somebody lay hands on them so they can get through it. All he says is, don't fear. And saints, I don't mean to be the bearer of what seems on the surface like bad news. But I need to tell you as a messenger from God, while there are some mountains that you can speak to and tell them to be cast into the sea, there are some things that you can't get over or around. I am learning that there are some things you just have to go through. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Jesus himself said, in this world, you shall have trouble, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the Bible. The Bible says we are troubled on every side, but not distressed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We are cast down, but we are not destroyed. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. The Bible says, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering. Jesus says to the church don't fear you're going to go through it but don't be scared he tells them the devil is going to cast some of you into prison huh? he wants them to know that the origin of what they're going to go through is the devil but I need you to notice two things about that and I promise I'll be done with my introduction 
Just two things. Two things. The reason and the season. I want to offer to you that every trial, every tribulation, every pressing, every burden, every difficulty has two attributes, a reason and a season. Jesus says to this church, the devil is doing this so that you may be tried. That's the reason for it. That you may be tested and proven. That's the reason. He's going to do this so your faith will be solidified. So that you will be certified. So that you will be verified. So that when you say he's a healer. <laughs> you'll know it because you've been through it. When you say he's a keeper, you're not just talking. You can testify for certain. When you say he's a provider, when you say he'll make a way out of no way, he'll put food on your table. When you say he's a rock in a weary land, you've been there, done that, and got the certificate to prove it. There's a reason. But then Jesus also reveals that there's a season to the tribulation. He says, the devil is going to throw some of you in prison and you'll experience tribulation for 10 days. Now, you have to remember that there are all sorts of symbols throughout the book of Revelation and Bible scholars disagree on what this means. There are Bible scholars who interpret this phrase in several ways. There are those that say it says... 10 days and 10 days is what it means. That the Smyrna church would be tried for 10 days. Other scholars say that it is symbolic and really stands for 10 years, which is precisely the duration of the persecution under the Roman emperor Diocletian. Other scholars say that it represents persecution over the reign of 10 Roman empires, start, uh, emperors, starting with Nero and Domitian and Trajan and Adrian, Septimus Severus, Maximin, Decus, uh, Valerian, Aurelian, and then finally Diocletian. That's ten emperors. Some say it's just a figure of speech in the original language. Listen, I'll let biblical scholars fight that out. It really doesn't matter to me right now for our purposes what that ten days means. All I'm trying to say is whatever it means, it means that it has a start date and an end date that the devil before he even got permission to mess with you he got a start date and an end date that it, it means that the trial won't last forever it means that tribulation is not eternal it means like the old folks used to say trouble <laughs> don't last always whatever it is it came to pass. And that brings us to our stopping point for today. Where Jesus says to his church, in the second clause of verse 10, here's what the Lord says to the church at Smyrna through John the Revelator. You ready for this? He says, be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. I guess this is a good time for me to give this sermon a title with the little time I have left. Let me preach from this subject. Just be faithful. 
just be faithful. Let's, let's deal first of all with the command given here. Here it is. It's be thou faithful. It's really quite simple. The Lord Jesus is speaking to the church at Smyrna, but by extension, he speaks to all believers to blood-washed, blood-bought, saved, sanctified children of the Most High, to the called-out church of the redeemed, and he says, just be faithful. In the verse prior, the Lord says, I know your works, I know your tribulation, I know what you've had to go through, I know it hasn't been easy, but be faithful. I know it's not easy now. I know the current pressing. I know the current tribulation. I know these are tough times. I know it's hard. I know what you're in right now, but be faithful. Keep on believing. Keep on trusting. Keep on serving. The old saints used to say, keep on keeping on. Huh? Don't let the way you're feeling right now get in the way of what you know to be true be faithful that word faithful in the original text means worthy of trust <clears throat> able to be relied on now I recognize that that flies in the face of what many churches and teachers and preachers these days are preaching and teaching because the church of 2021 is all about, thank you sir, is all about what we can get from Jesus. That's what we talk about, what we can get from him, the benefits we get from him. It is all about how we can rely on him and that's the truth. We can. But there is another question. Not only can I rely on him, but can he rely on me? Can I be trusted with tribulation? Can I be trusted to go through my storm and still make him look good? Can I be relied on to keep the faith in the face of adversity? Job said it best, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. That's the command. Just be faithful. I know I can depend on God, but I want God to be able to depend on me. When we look into this text, not only do we find the command, be thou faithful. I, I told you my introduction was going to be longer than my sermon. But the Lord also illuminates number two. Here it is. He illuminates the commitment. Be thou faithful unto death. Here the Lord points out the commitment level of the command. Y'all ready for this? Please note what the text does not say. Be thou faithful as long as you feel like it. <laughs> Be thou faithful until people get on your nerves. No. It doesn't say be thou faithful until it gets uncomfortable. It doesn't say be thou faithful until you get tired of serving. 
It doesn't say be thou faithful until anything because the truth be told, there are enough until people. I'll be faithful until I disagree with you. I'll be faithful until you hurt me. I'll be faithful until it costs me something. I'll be faithful as long as it's convenient. But Jesus tells the church, be thou faithful unto death. Isn't that something? I think it is very interesting. I've said it before that the word, uh, the word before death is translated by the biblical translators as unto death not until because there's a difference between the words unto and until see if it had said be thou faithful until death that just means be faithful till you die but be thou faithful unto death means be faithful if it kills you NIV Bible says it like this be faithful even to the point of death brothers and sisters that's commitment what gives the Lord the right who does Jesus Christ think he is To require that kind of commitment. Be faithful even if it kills you. Well, remember back at the beginning of the letter? He said, I am the one. I'm trying my best to pace myself. I am the one who was dead. And now I'm alive. I'm the one who laid down my life for you and then took it up again. I'm the one that death couldn't keep in the grave. And since I conquered death, since death couldn't keep me, death couldn't hold me, you don't have to be scared of death. Just be faithful, even if it kills you. Listen. I don't understand. There is there's something that I don't understand about us Christians in uh, in today's world. We Christians act like death is the worst thing that can happen to a person. Listen, death is the worst thing that can happen to a person who's not saved. It's the worst thing for somebody who doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ but for the saint and I, I know we don't talk about it we don't, we don't talk about it unless we're at somebody's funeral but for the one who is saved for the one who believes on the Lord Jesus for the one who knows the Lord I can be faithful unto death because death doesn't have the final say Ah, that's why they used to sing serving the Lord will pay off after a while it's, <laughs> it's what my daddy called a win-win situation <laughs> I'm trying to compose myself the Lord expresses the command be thou faithful he explains the commitment unto death but what I love is that finally he expounds on the compensation that's number three there is some payment 
He said, I will give thee a crown of life. There are two words for crown that are used in the ancient Greek language. Uh, the one is a crown that a king would wear. It refers to royalty. The other kind of crown, and that's the one that's used here, it is Stephanos. And that word used here, it is a crown that's given as a trophy to a winning athlete. Uh, this week I made a post <laughs> my children are in uh, are in sports I got two that play soccer and one that plays tennis and um, I was just noting the difference between the way coaches sound in 2021 no offense any coaches in here and the way coaches sounded when my wife was playing or when I was playing you know I <laughs> you just got to go back a little further. Coaches in 2021 saying, we just want the kids to have fun. So everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets a certificate. No, that ain't the way life works. Winning is fun. And winning gets you a trophy. Winning gets you a certificate. <laughs> and this crown here is for those who win the race. It's to the winning athlete. Uh, it's the crown given to someone who ran the race, who stayed in the fight, someone who didn't give up, who didn't throw in the towel, someone who doesn't quit but finishes. Would you look at someone and tell them that's me? He didn't bring me this far to leave. I'm not stopping here. This is a crown given to winners. Let me go ahead and wrap this up. There is a promised reward for being faithful unto death. There is a guaranteed payout for being faithful. If you are faithful, you will win I don't think you heard what I just said if you are faithful you will win there is a promised reward for being faithful even if it kills you there is a guaranteed payout that Jesus secured on a hill called Calvary there is guaranteed compensation and I've got good news it's protected it's confirmed and it's reserved for those who are faithful. There is a crown of life and it's protected, confirmed and signed and sealed with the blood of Jesus. And Jesus said, moths can't corrupt it Thieves can't steal it. And all I've got to do 
is just be faithful unto death. I know you get tired of hearing what my daddy said, but I've just got one more. My daddy used to say, a charge to keep I have, a God to glorify, a never dying soul to save, and fitted for the sky to serve this present age, my calling to fulfill. Oh, may it all my powers engage to do my master's will. What are you saying, Reverend? Here's what I'm saying. Just be faithful through triumph or through tragedy. Just be faithful through victory and through defeat. Just be faithful through good times and through bad times. Just be faithful through up and through down. Just be faithful through fat times and through lean times. Just be faithful whether they pat you on the back or whether they stab you in the back. Oh, just be faithful when they want to crown you or when they want to crucify you. Just be faithful and one day the sky shall unfold, <laughs> preparing his entrance. The stars shall applaud him uh, with thunders of praise. The sweet light in his eyes shall enhance those awaiting, and we shall behold him uh, then face to face. Just be faithful uh, unto death. And one day the angels shall sound the shout of his coming and the sleeping shall rise from their slumbering place and those who remain shall be changed in a moment and we shall behold him then face to face just be faithful I don't know about you, but oh, I want to see him look upon his face, there to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice, cares all past, home at last, ever. to rejoice just be faithful just be faithful just keep on serving just keep on believing just keep on praying just keep on coming just keep on giving just keep on loving just keep on serving just be faithful even if it kills you cause this ain't it this ain't all there's gonna come a day when the payout will come and I don't know how to say it any better serving the Lord will 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 pay off after a while 
Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, it will. When I see Jesus, when I see Jesus, I know. I know we don't we don't talk much about the reward that's coming. <laughs> we just talk about houses and cars and material stuff that when we leave here we ain't going to be able to take. You can have them stuff everything you want in that casket. And I guarantee when the trumpet sounds and you get up, that stuff is staying in the casket. But we've got an inheritance that won't fade away. Moths can't corrupt it. Maggots can't eat it. None of that. <laughs> so he says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And just in case they didn't get it, he leaves this final statement, and I'm done. To him who overcomes, the one who stays faithful, the one who stays in the race in spite of all the foolishness, to one who overcomes what they're going through, don't have to worry about the second death. the gospel heard the gospel you have two ways it's not about the door being open because Jesus is the door he is the good shepherd the opportunity to live is today. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, the opportunity to say, yes, I want Jesus 
to be my Lord and Savior. I want the opportunity to be faithful unto death is today. I want to be able to have that crown. I want to be on the winning side. Today is the day. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you're in the house, raise your hand and someone will come to you. If you're on Facebook Live, you could write in the comments. Someone will see that and they will get in touch with you. But today is today. Don't put it off tomorrow. We will have eternal life with him. We don't have to be afraid of death. My God, what a glorious opportunity to live. Jesus says, I am the life. I am the resurrection and the life. What a glorious opportunity to live. Eternal life is now. If you do not have a church home and would like Mount Calvary to be your church home, you can raise your hand and someone will come to you in regards to that. You can do that online as well. Being faithful unto death, unto death. Amen. Just say that one time for every mountain. For every mountain. You brought me over. You brought me over. For every trial. For every trial. That you've seen me through. Every blessing. Every blessing. I just want to say hallelujah. Hallelujah. For this. For this. I give you praise. I give you praise. Does everyone have elements? Has everyone been served who wishes to be? Count it a privilege to celebrate the Lord's Supper. Jesus said, I'm the one who was dead, 
but now I'm alive. We thank God for giving Jesus Christ to die in our place at Calvary. And we are following his instruction that as often as we do it, we do it in remembrance of him. Here at Mount Calvary, we practice what is known as open communion. That is to say, you don't have to be a member of this church to partake. But what we do ask is that you would do as the Apostle Paul commands, and that is let a man examine himself. And so let him eat. You are not examining yourself to see if you have sinned since the last time we took the Lord's Supper. That doesn't require examination. You're examining to see where you stand in relation to what Jesus has done about that sin problem. If you are a part of the household of faith through the Lord Jesus Christ, you are welcome at the Father's table. Are we ready? On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread gave thanks, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, this bread is my body given for you. Now take and eat all of it. Lord, we thank you for your body given. We thank you for your blood shed. Likewise, in the same manner after supper, after supper he took the cup gave thanks and gave it to his disciples and said this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for the remission for the payment of sins now take and drink all of it and thank God for Jesus Christ thank God for Jesus Christ Listen, no matter what happens, there's more after this. We have an inheritance in him. Don't forget that. That has the potential to change the way we live life. We're not scared of death. We know that all we have to do is be faithful. And he's got a crown for us. That, brothers and sisters, is good news. Would you keep Miss um, Roma and Brother Larry Stevens, would you keep them in your prayers? Uh, I told you, did I tell you last week that Donovan passed? All right, good. Um, I still don't know what the arrangements are, but uh, keep them in your prayers, would you? God bless you. We're going to go ahead and get ready to dismiss. If you would, remain in your seat until uh, the ushers um, direct you as to how to go. I would ask, and I'm not trying to squash fellowship, but I would ask that we don't linger in the lobby. Uh, these are not lingering days, okay? These are keep six feet away days, all right? Uh, so when they have dismissed you, if you can go on out, that would be much appreciated. And the ushers and kingdom force will direct you accordingly. If there's nothing else, let's stand and receive the benediction. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. 
To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let all the saints agree together in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.